do you think that we will get a divorce? No. Really? Yeah. You seem surprised. What? <laughs> is it because you're hard to deal with? Hey guys, welcome. This is a bonus episode. So if you listen to episode, I think 134 with Tori, we did all about relationships. And I realized that that was very much from the angle of two female runners. And I asked my brother a bit about it in a very serious conversation that we had about like stress and trying to get other people to enjoy running and that sort of thing. But then I thought Andy should answer these. So this is just a bonus episode. If you haven't heard from my husband yet, he may randomly makes an appearance as a guest on the podcast. He's always had a couple of beers and I always find him terribly annoying, but sometimes people like him. So I have put him on the show again and I asked him exactly the same questions. I get a sneeze. Nope, what away. I asked him the exact same questions that I asked Tori to see a male perspective who is like a medium-sized runner. Not size, just medium runner. And yeah, that's all I'll say. Here's Andy. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Good, because I'm recording. Okay. Okay. Due, okay. due to popular demand. Yeah. Zero demand. Oh. <laughs> we are back with my husband, Andy. That's me. For your possible fifth, I think third appearance. Hat trick. That's number three. Word. You can't put that down on the table because it's going to go clunk. So we had a lot of very good feedback to Tori and I's episode about relationships. <laughs> And so I thought, what if we asked the same questions that we <laughs> asked to Tori, to Andy? I didn't know we were doing this. Yeah, surprise! <laughs> to get a male perspective on relationships and running. And these are serious questions from actual listeners that we gave thoughtful, thorough responses to. And I want to make sure that you are on that same page. Should I go into Tori's spirit animal or no? <laughs> no, this has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I think it has everything to do with that. <laughs> it doesn't. We can, we'll bring that up later. Okay, cool. Okay, are you ready for question number one? I am. Or do you want an introduction? Yeah, introduce me. Hi, Andy. What's your <laughs> name and who are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want me to introduce myself? Yes. Oh. I'm Andy, I'm Hillary's husband, as we stated earlier. Okay, that's it. That's your whole, that's uh, what, you, what defines you. What do you want me? What do you want from me? You're 40. Oh, damn. Um, you like to ski. I do ski. You like to... I like to ski tour. I like to ski. I like everything. To do with skiing. Yeah. Um, you have three children. I do. Only one of them are mine. Mm. <laughs> He's the rough and tumbliest. Yeah, weird. Weird. Um... You are from a shit town in northern BC. I'm from the interior of BC. You're a fireman. I am. You had your first captain day. You're Captain Kennard. Mm, I haven't been a captain. Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Yeah. I don't actually know the rules. I know. That's evident. But you were a lieutenant. I have been. That's exciting. Nerve wracking. Because you have to keep people alive. It's like herding cats. Like hurting Tories. <laughs> I thought we were getting into this now. Just you have um, lots of avalanche courses. Mm. 
yeah, I guess I'm an I'm a professional ski patroller as well, and uh, I've done a lot. All right, I did do a lot of avalanche and avalanche control training. And you teach people emergency response I, systems. <laughs> I am really good at doing what you do all day. <laughs> Uh, I am a, yes, I'm an instructor of sorts. For the ropes? Uh, for the ropes and for the first aid and for all the stuff. I like to climb, I like to jump off stuff, I like to ski, I like to run around. Okay, are you ready for the serious? Uh, sure. Okay, we know enough about Andy, we know his favorite three words in one saying. <laughs> He's a safety man. Uh, I'm tired. I have had a few beers, so this is going to be interesting. Yeah, you chose to do this. Okay. Totally. So I've always been more of a runner than my partner, but he's picked it up in the last couple of years, and it's been fun. We go on the trails together, have our own training plans for things, but still do a lot of stuff together. But he sprained his ankle really bad six weeks ago. I swear to God, I didn't write this, Andy. Who wrote this? I don't know. And he's crazy bummed. He can't hike definitely can't run and is in pain after work every day i get it i've been down the injury road too but he's getting so down on everything and it's like he'll never be able to do anything again i'm not one for toxic positivity or anything but i can't say anything oh, along no. the lines of it will get better without him lashing out or just brushing it off meanwhile i'm still running and i have a 24 hours hour race coming up that he's meant to crew me at but i don't know if having this negative nelly around is going to be good what the hell do I do to make him believe in his own recovery? I'm afraid if he doesn't get more positive about it, he won't get any better. You're asking this question to me? Yeah. <laughs> I am the wrong person to ask. <laughs> How do you handle that? From which side? From her. She's asking the question. What does oh, she do? Oh man, that is tough. I know. Because I'm a grinder-outer. Yeah, but so what if I was moping around? But I clearly had an injury. So she's validating that he definitely has cannot do anything so right it was like when my achilles couldn't get me from here to the kitchen so it's not that it's like this is something you grind out she's validating this is a real injury it, well, but the it, attitude's so negative just let him rest rest six weeks rest two months just leave him the fuck just alone. just don't don't make him do anything but if he's, it's, me he's meant to crew and he's super negative well, then don't don't do it just find somebody else because if he's that hurt and he's crewing you He's going to be hurt for way longer. We dealt with this already. No, I know. So don't just, don't worry about it. Just find somebody else. If he wants to help, if he wants to crew you for, at like an aid station where you don't have to move, that's fine. But it, I guess it depends on, on what he's mad about. Like, is he mad because he can't participate or is he mad because you want him to participate? And he doesn't feel like he can. I think he said he can't because he's mad that he's not running and hiking. He, you have to heal. But what about the attitude portion? So what if like you were like, Hill, you just have to rest, but I was just a bitch. So like every day when you have to rest? Shut up. <sighs> you have to rest. If you're hurt, you have to rest. There's really no if, ands, or buts about it. Okay, that's fair. But what, like, the we're not talking about the physical part. We're talking about the mental part of the attitude around the resting. You have to understand. You have to rest, or you can't get back out there. So, like, that's on it, is him. Is that what you would say to him? It's hard if somebody doesn't understand that they have to rest to get better. I know that personally, and it's a hard battle. 
But eventually they need to understand that if they don't rest and heal, it's just going to get worse. I know, but I don't think you're understanding the premise of the question. I understand the premise of the question is what should I do about it? What can you do about it if the person doesn't understand that you have to rest? You just have to say like, hey, you have to rest. He's not worried about her, him resting. He's not doing anything. I know, but there's nothing you can do at this point. He's being a dick about it. Don't be a dick about it. This is what you have to do. Yeah, but what, how do you deal with you the person? You don't. The person has to deal with their own shit. That's the problem. <laughs> like, I deal with this with you all the time. You're hurt a lot. And no, I'm not. You, when you do get hurt, you don't rest well. With your Achilles, you didn't rest well. Yeah, but I don't get hurt very often. No, you don't. You're right. You're right. But we talked about it a lot. And you were a basket case. And we're like, come on. You just set it. not. <laughs> set a goal. Set a rest goal. That's kind of what we did, right? Yikes. We set weak, weak rest goals. Hey, re- don't do anything this week. See how you feel. Then you went out and you got hurt again. And then <laughs> we're like, okay, let's rest two weeks and see how it feels. And then you went out and you felt better. And then you did too much. And then you got hurt again. And then we said, okay, rest again. So maybe, maybe set it as goals. That's actually really good advice. I think so. I like that. And that'll give him something to focus on that's positive. Yeah. It has to be a goal for the individual. Yeah. Me, I'm old. I understand I have to rest. So like, if I hurt myself, I don't give a shit what you say. If you're trying to pressure me into doing stuff, I'm like, I'm just going to rest. Okay. Okay. Next question. Hi, I'd like to ask how to balance training for an ultra, a nine to six job, while making time for my brand new relationship. Keep in mind, the guy has no idea about running or hiking or how obsessed we are, and we are still pretty new in getting to know each other. How do women, Andy, how do women manage a job, training, and make time for themselves and the people they love? I think you do small uh, introductions into trail running. For the person or trail hiking, get them out there. Like, so when you and I go out, sometimes you'll go way out and come back and we'll hang out and we'll jog for a bit. And then you go way out and come back and then we'll jog for a bit. Like you can kind of work around it. Yes. And that we'll get more into later. But I think more what she's talking about is life in general. Because we don't know that this partner wants to come hiking or running or that she even wants him to come with her. But, for example, if we, when we first started dating, people were like, how was it that he had kids? How did that affect you? And I said it was fucking great because I could spend 12 hours on a Saturday and not have that partner who was like, oh, I didn't get to see you all today because you wanted to spend time with your kids. So I got to keep my independence. But... And Andy's been married for a long time before we were together, so he doesn't know, like, the new beginning feeling where you're always together as often. What do you do if it was, like, the expectation is that you were going to hang out a lot, but you wanted to spend way more time in the mountains than you did with your new partner and have a full-time job? Find somebody that does it with you. Sorry. Yeah. Like, that's this is a... I, I have no idea how to deal with this question. That's you don't fit into the box that you're living in. If you're super, super busy, then... Unfortunately, that person's gone. Right? Like, how do you balance it? Don't balance you, it. You don't. If that, if you're more passionate about trail running, about, so if you have like, if you work out in your week and you work that, you figure out that you have six hours of free time, then that's probably not going to really work if that's involving training, working, all that sort of stuff, right? You kind of need to find somebody that enjoys the same passions as you. 
So that you have some time together? So that, like, exactly. Because we spend a lot of time just hanging out, running, training, doing that sort of stuff. We do. I wonder what Tori and I said. Oh, yeah. We just said you have to be similar. That you have to be super clear up front. Like, this is what my life looks like. Yeah. And we can find a way to do it together or not. Um... I'm giving terrible advice. No, you're not. It's very interesting to hear from a man's perspective because it's way more um, compartmentalized. You know what I mean? And I'm very compartmentalized. You are. And I'm way more empathetic than you are. Sometimes. Just not with children. You just are with children. Sure. If you're running a race with a friend, what are the go-to questions, discussions you would have with each other before it starts? I make sure you're on the same page, have a clear picture of what a good race would look like and how you can rock on through those tough moments together. The background is I'm running a partner stage race in August and to date I've run almost everything solo. We were located quite far apart so I won't have too many opportunities to run together beforehand. But we met at a different race so we've been in the pain cave together before. Don't plan it. You can't plan what you're talking about. You never know. That's the best part about it. No, she didn't say plan what to talk about. Oh, she said what to talk about before the race. Oh, before the race. Like, Log- so logistics. Like, yeah. Straight the, up logistics. The examples were Katie and I doing the FKTs yep. together and then me and you doing the Swiss Peaks together. Yeah, it's all logistics. But it's not all logistics. So for sure. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. How is it all logistics? It's all logistics. What does that mean? It's like, what are you going to bring to eat? What are you going to bring to wear? What? No, it's not. For it's sure. when we're six hours in and one person wants to sit on the ground and cry and have... Oh, this is during the race. Yeah. The, okay, so they're running a race together as partners, Andy. Mm-hmm. So what kind of things do you want to discuss before it starts to make sure you're on the same page of what the race is going to look like? Well, what are your goals? To do as good as they can together. Well, are they finishing it together? Yes. Okay. Then if somebody can't make it, then you slow down for them. Why is this so simple for you? It's not this simple. It's 100% this simple. Hey, you want to do well in Swiss Peaks. You're like, hey, do you mind if I just take off? I'm like, yeah. Okay, cool. That was a discussion. And then it was all logistics. (laughs) Oh, you're just so much simpler than people. Yeah. And that's how it worked. It's not. What do you and Katie, what were you and Katie talking about? Do you know? We had to discuss so much because we were going after a record. I know. And we were in so two places pe- where either bears were going to kill us or cougars were going to pe- kill us. So if we get to a point where one of us feels better, what's more important, running this together or getting the record? And are we going to split up? And being very, very clear on what that was going to look like sure. so the friendship wasn't hurt that, and that one of us wasn't sad because you know... no, well, That's no, what we did. Yeah. Think about when you're in that part of the race where you're like, I fucking hate Hillary because he hates me every race. Yeah. Do you think we make a decision then together? No. You need to know beforehand. But I always know where you're going. <laughs> this isn't hard. Do you guys want to run it together? Then you deal with however your partner is doing. If they're doing well, they're doing well. And you guys know you'll finish it together and you'll work it out on the way. Or if you're going for a record and one of us drops out, just have the understanding that the other one's going to continue on. This isn't very difficult. You guys are getting way too complicated. No, that's not true. I think you're definitely right that it's it should be very basic. But over a stage race that's very long. It's a stage race? Yeah, that one is a stage race. But even the ADK, like, you need to be a bit more clear on like, hey, if I start getting really angry at you, 
don't tell me to eat. I know I need to eat and I will, but if you tell me that, I'm going to get angrier or something. Like you need to go through some of those details. And if, if, if these people are very experienced ultra runners, they know that though. Yeah, but they don't know what each other. You should still know this. About the other person that you don't the, know that well? If, if all of these people have done a lot of ultras, you know if you get angry and somebody tells you to eat, you're going to be angrier, but you know you have to eat. That was just an example. It, it's not... This isn't, no, very, I think, I this think, isn't very difficult. No, I think, I think that it is, it is a better question than you're giving it. Hey, if I get tired, will you leave me? Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't... I, if I get tired, please stick with me. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, this isn't... <laughs> there's aid stations. There's people, like... This... You're, okay, so you're looking way too hard into this. No, I'm not. You you're not looking into it hard enough. I definitely am. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing way less sleep over this than you. I know, but can you, can you listen to why? Sure. Because... This race, or FKT in my experience, matters more to me than it does to you. True. So I have to have these things more dialed in because I have more emotional... You have a more emotional attachment to everything than I do. That's not true. You just don't have any emotional attachment to anything worth being emotionally attached to. <laughs> Great pod. <laughs> I honestly think it should be simplified. Like, okay, well, that's not how you win stuff. Are they trying to win stuff? I don't know, but you should always be trying to win stuff. But what if they're just trying to finish it together? If their goal is to finish it together, then you hang out with the person. If your goal is to win stuff and somebody drops out because of whatever reason, then there's an understanding you can leave them. It's whatever the goal is. Okay, I think I think that's fair, but I do think that those conversations have to be a little bit more had than willy nilly. I think your expectations. But it's not willy nilly. It's very direct. Well, it's like, actually, you're right. You're it's, right. It's no, 100% fair. direct. You're right. Hey, if I drop off in the Swiss Peaks and I can't keep up with you, are you going to go? Yes. Okay, cool. I'll see you in 16 hours. <laughs> six. It was always oh, six. Oh, it was six hours. I'll see you in six hours. Okay. You know and what? I had that understanding. Okay, wait. Hold on. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. We didn't see each other for 16, 21 hours. Uh, no, but, we were together. Hours. Yeah. Well, maybe an hour. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's simple. Okay. Hold on. I want to summarize. You are right. It is that simple. I know. Well, shut up. But what that means is that both sides have to be 100% honest and straightforward. What you can't do is what women do and go, oh yeah, no, that'll be fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm fine. When really, it's going to make them pissed off. So you're right. It's simple if both sides are totally honest. I think, okay, I don't think it's just women. I think that if if the if you're an experienced ultra runner and you come to this agreement, you will know that halfway through this race, if you're the one dropping out, you will not like this decision. <laughs> <laughs> but in the back of your mind, after the hate that you feel for the other person who's leaving, once you get to the end, it's fine because you understand that those are the feelings you're going through. Yeah, that's true. Because it's so fucking emotional. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. You have hated me mid-race many times. I've hated myself. <laughs> I've hated all of it. I've hated everybody. I've obviously been like, I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I here? 
long distance races are emotional. They are. They are. I think it's the best to have your goals set out. So again, if your goal is to finish with an FKT together, then you work together to get there. So like you and Katie getting Katie getting all those FKTs. You guys had a general plan to finish it each, with each other, but you guys were also training together a lot. Yeah. You guys also knew where you're at. This question is tough because they they're in know, two separate yeah. places. So there has to be an understanding that one person may be training at elevation, one person may be training not at elevation. This person might just be fitter and there has to be an understanding that, hey, I, I've been doing this, this, and this. Our goal is this. So if this happens, I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm going to go. It doesn't have to be as complicated. No, I think you're. I think you're right. I think you're right. As long as people are upfront with exactly how. Yeah, and and, Tori had an example where people sometimes want to please their friends. Sure. Right. So you kind of say what you know the other person wants, but when you're in the depths of like a stage race, that always. That's and we should move on. This is getting. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. You just have to be honest with the other person. Yeah. That's it. Um, Okay, so these are all kind of good good questions that Tori and I put at the beginning, but I forgot to. So these are just. I'm going to read them all and then we can have a discussion, okay? Mm. Any suggestions on how to get partners interested in running? How do you find other part runners and groups, especially with COVID? Um, how do you introduce your non-running stubborn partner into trail running without scaring them off? And I really want my boyfriend and some friends to come run with me, but they have a laundry list of excuses. How do you get any tips for them to <clears throat> join? I guess... First thing that encompasses all of it is generally people are like, I don't like to run. Right? Like, yeah. I, I get that a lot. I'm sure you get that a lot. I think that if you take people out and go hiking with them at a, at a, like a normal pace, <laughs> <laughs> then that's a good way to get them introduced into it. And nothing big, nothing big, just short. Say like a 5k out and back. And then get them to jog in. It takes half the time and you get to see double the amount. That's what really, that's what, that's what really brought me into it. Is that's the, a big jump though. That's assuming that they're fit enough to go from walking 5k sh- or running 5k. Oh, that's a good point. I guess it's hard. I guess you, you maybe get hiking and do longer hikes maybe would be the way to do it. I think you get hikes and then you put running shoes on, trail running shoes while you're doing your hikes. Like Wh- which and I would go better. and we'd be like, let's just run to that tree. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to do it. And and like trail running shoes are so much better than hiking boots, are so much better than like Nike Freeze that you see a lot of people out there. Trail running shoes are an excellent piece of footwear even to hike in. Well, then I also like the idea of keeping it short so you don't have to have like a super heavy pack yeah and you can be like but i think sometimes it's hard to just get people there with you to start with it it is it is it's but it's also hard to get people to exercise in general if they're not exercising it's it's a really tough question i know right it is maybe do it like hey we're gonna go this is our goal and say it's 10 kilometers out and after that we're gonna go to this brewery yeah this is our goal you set a goal after that's fun yeah, it is fun. And then once, and it's not going to be an immediate thing. Like you can't expect somebody who doesn't do any activity to just, like you're saying, go out and run 5K. But if you get them fitter, it becomes easier. You get the endorphins out. You set that goal at the end. Like if 
it's a coffee shop, if it's a social gathering, if it's meeting at the brewery or doing whatever. And it kind of all goes hand in hand. It can't, Actually, it, can't, it can't just be immediate, especially if they don't do anything. Although, if again, if you take somebody who's a runner, who, who's scared to run in the forest, they might pick it up quicker, but it's still gradual. Well, and you know what? Actually, that's really good. Sorry, I burped. Um, that brought me back to what you did that was really good to get me into ski touring. What did I do? So the first time we went, we went on a little ski tour. We went up Hollyburn, right? We went up the side of Hollyburn. So oh, we didn't God. go up. We went up. It was you, stormy. Yeah, you picked your own stupid route. So we were, I couldn't do it. It was so hard, the route we were in. Like, I would have trouble in that now. It was. I'd never been there before. Yeah, I know. You just picked a side of the, a side of the mountain and we just started going in a general direction. It was direction. really stormy though. It I was, remember that. It was, it was really stormy. very it was really stormy. stormy. So it was really difficult conditions. I fell a bunch. I couldn't get out. I couldn't get up little parts. You were laughing at me and I threw a fucking pity party. I was like, I fucking hate this. Why would you take me out and do this? And you didn't respond to any of it. You were just like, let's go this way. Dude, dude, dude. And everything that I said was like, this is so stupid. I can't believe you made me spend my Christmas presents on these stupid skis. (laughs) You were just like, dude, 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 dude. Here, do you want an egg? And then it was New Year's Eve. Oh yeah. And we went up and did a little like it was it must have been the tiniest tour. I wish I had that strap enough. And then we came back down and then I was still like, I'm so cold and that was stupid and we didn't even ski and my feet hurt and you were like, doo 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 I'm doing Andy stuff and then we went to the pub and then It was safe too fun. Yeah, had a couple of drinks, ate some popcorn, it was New Year's and then we came home. And because you never validated how angry I was not even a minute. Didn't give me anything. It you could have been like oh, quit being a whiner or try to be positive. But it didn't ever become an argument because you just let the comments roll off your back. So then, you know how your body only but remembers... Because I was the, having the most whatever. I know, but you know, my I point love the is storms. that you only remember the good things, right? So the next time I'm like, oh, that was pretty fun because we didn't get in any fights. Because no. you no. just let me be mad. And, and then beers I, after. Like you said, yeah, I remember having the beers after. And then we went out and did it again. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. I hate this sport. And you're just like... And then eventually I was like, oh... I think I like this. I don't remember though. I guess it's I guess it's realizing maybe it's just realizing what type two fun is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or like different type two fun because ski touring is a different. I enjoy ski touring as a type two fun much more than I enjoy long distance running, and I really enjoy long distance running as a type two fun. But ski touring is like the best type two fun. I think. Yeah, and I think it's just like you said before. It's like the whole day event it's the whole of the thing. brewery and the faffing and the no, views. Nobody reflects on what's happening in the moment yeah. correctly. It's yeah. when you get home and everything, and it's a different, completely different situation. You're like, that was a good day. Like, I'm pretty in the moment on the way down. Of course. <laughs> so fun. But that adds to it when you get home, right? Yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's people don't reflect a lot. Like I just said, in the moment. They reflect on it when they're when the situation is completely different. And you only remember the good things. Usually, yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, this is late for you. It's very late. We were gonna watch The Bachelor, but we didn't. Andy loves The Bachelor. It's also type two fun. What? Yeah. <laughs> I hate watching it while I'm watching it. After I'm like, oh, that was pretty cool. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty cool. What do you think the three top keys to a successful marriage are? 
communication, uh, things in common. But you never tell me things. I tell you things all the time. Oh. You just don't listen well. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, communication, things in common, like things in things in common is big. Um, I think there's just two. I don't know. It's the the third is a tough one, right? Like, I don't know. If you can communicate and and I guess um, understanding, yeah, I guess understanding is that is the second is the third one because, yeah, yeah. How would you? What do you mean by understanding? I don't really know. I don't know. Like understanding like love language or what? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, this is a tough one. I guess understanding the person's job. Okay, so you understand that for me, my most important time of the year is January or like late December, a week in December, January, February, a week in March. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you understand that's all I really care about in the year. Yes. Everything else is fine. I just want to be able to do shit those months. And I understand that summer is super important to you. Because you like to run in the heat like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we both skied a lot this year. We did. But it seemed good. It seemed easy. It's easy. Did you feel like you got enough skiing this year? I did. You got a lot in. But yeah, we both got a lot in. Yeah. And, then, and, and I like personally don't like to ski during... Christmas, yeah. the busy times. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, it's fine. Good. Yeah. I guess just yeah, understanding where the person is coming from, like their goals and stuff. Well, I think it's having similar values. Yeah, I guess so. And and yeah. yeah. And so we both value exercise, so I know that's important. Super important. But I think actually, that like, the more that I am thinking about it. To live with someone forever is totally weird. And you have to have an understanding about how the other person wants to live because I think that breaks people up. For sure. We, I think we want to live relatively similar. Like, we want to just go and be outside and do stuff. Yeah, but I mean, even the actual house. Oh, like, yeah, so yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. One of the podcasts that I was well, listening to. You're exponentially cleaner than I am, but pretty clean you're very clean yeah yeah i know i have a problem i know that um <laughs> but one of the podcasts i was listening to was like you are taught to try to be independent from the time you're like born right like it's mm -hmm. sleep training it's put them in their own crib put them in their own crib and then suddenly when you're an adult and you're finally on your own in your own house in your own bed they're like oh pair up with someone and snuggle into their bed forever like what you just spent 30 years telling me to sleep in my own bed and now you want me to sleep in somebody else's bed who makes weird fucking sleep noises and blows bubbles <laughs> Pushes me around and steals my blankets and gets super hot. Ditto. Like, gross. I want my own house. And mm. if we didn't have to share a child, I would 100% be like, let's live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be glorious. And I think we would have the best marriage on the planet <laughs> if we were neighbors. Um, not if, even next house. If we could have the, the same if we could, If we could each share half the duplex. That would be great. That would be great, except it's Vancouver, so it's ridiculous. Yeah. I would just tap through the window and be like, shut up. 
No, the duplex is too close because I would feel the mess in here and I would come over <laughs> and be like, I gotta And it. I'm neat. I know. I know. You're neat though. I am you're neat. You're neat, but you're dirty. I'm not that dirty. No, you're not that dirty. No. And I know because I'm in people's homes. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. My job has made me exponentially cleaner and neater than I ever thought I would be. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, I wasn't that neat until I was like, I, I don't know what hit me. It was like, I wasn't at all. Probably a punch. 24. Yeah, <laughs> wham. <laughs> not for me from fighting. Not, not fighting with me. <laughs> I smacked her This is, sounds terrible. I'm so sorry. Hill fought MMA if you haven't listened before. It's so much money. <laughs> <laughs> they could really make that sound terrible. Yeah. I think I can edit it. Um... But anyways, the reason I was bringing that back to the trail running thing is I think that's a huge part of what actually makes relationships work. I think if someone's dead set against A, trying what your partner loves, yeah. that's a red flag. Yeah, you, you have to be... You, you have, have to be at least willing. And don't you want to be with somebody that's kind of willing to try, try stuff? something? Like, you can't be. Yeah. yeah. And then number two... You probably trail run to some degree because you value exercise. And I think because my parents, who are super old and still do a bunch of yeah. cool stuff, yeah. um, and couples that I know are still doing activities together. So yeah. it becomes, do you value the freedom to do things together when you're 70 and 80? Yeah. And if you do, and maybe you have a cyclist boyfriend or a CrossFit boyfriend who just doesn't feel like training run and trail, trail running and it's fine. At it's least you cool. have this similar fitness yeah. value. And I'm sure you'll find some way to amalgamate all those sports together. But if you have somebody who doesn't love exercise at all and it's something that's important to you and you want to play tennis and go for hikes when you're retired, like that's a red flag to me. Well, it is. And maybe that person really likes gaming. So maybe it's... They they would be better off set with somebody who likes gaming, and right? then they can do that together. Yeah, and that's fine. No judgment. That was really hard a for you to say, <laughs> but that's fine. No, I know it yeah, is, fine. Yeah, and I'm yeah, getting better yeah. at it when I'm older. Yeah, but for me, it really is not so much about the stuff that we do right now. No. It's about the quality of life forty years from now totally. for me that I want to totally. hold on to. Totally, and and I feel the same way about. My folks are similar to like they live on a farm. They still farm. I have no idea why, and it's just it's about being active and being healthy. Yeah, and the athletes I have in their fifties that are running fifty kilometer races and fifty mile races, Amazing. like their first fifty mile races, I'm like, you guys are the best. They are the best. It's so cool. It is so cool. Do you think that we will get a divorce? No. Really? Yeah. You seem surprised. <laughs> <laughs> is it because you're hard to deal with? I just didn't know if you were going to tolerate my existence in general for that long. Because I I get many, many years after you die, most likely. You don't know that. I probably do. You don't know that. If we go just by genes. Yeah. But the chances of you just having to live with me till the end of your life are so big. I'll just die sooner. (laughs) That's why men die earlier. Because of their wives? Actually, we keep you guys alive. I'm just joking. You know my dad would not survive a day without mom. No, you're right. He'd be so hungry. <laughs> well, he well, can't live on grilled you. cheese. Especially, especially, with, especially with his guts. Yeah. We have to edit a lot out of this. 
It would be gluten-free, <laughs> dairy-free. Well, we'd move in with Dove. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'd have to take care of him. We, well, and him, Bud Bud. Bud Bud, yeah. Yeah. Bud Bud would be so happy if we moved in with Bill. I don't know if he would or if he would no. be like, this gets less exciting. Because if he's there all the time, Bubba's going to have to eventually say no to him. And right now, that's why he wins, because he never says no. Your dad would never say no. <laughs> <laughs> he would say yes and just hope somebody's around. <laughs> Help. Okay. Any closing remarks on relationships or running or things that Andy wants to talk about on the running podcast? It's hard because I, like, I also don't care that you blow me out of the water on basically all running events things ever like it doesn't yeah well running is just a different sport that way too it's just like i don't really care i guess like if you if you're worried about your partner being upset about you being way better than them then just ease them into it at the sport i had boyfriends that were threatened by it i bet you did yeah yeah total dicks if we did anything and i was faster than them for sure yeah I guess there has to be a lot of communication because you and I are both the same way. Like when we first started out, you're like, are you, are you mad? Cause I'm slow. I'm like, I don't, when we're ski touring, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't care. Like I honestly don't care. Yeah. I just want to be out there with you. And then I would be like, am I ruining you? And I, and honestly I was like, shit, I'm ruining her training. Cause I'm, I'm slower than her. And you're like, no, I'm just, just happy we're doing stuff. Yeah, totally. But I, I could see it being hard if the partner was threatened by the other person being better. And I don't really know how to deal with that because it's, well, it's not really in my DNA. Because totally. I'm, I'm, I'm like... To be honest, it might be... It's probably a good way to like learn about somebody and whether they're a good match for you too. Yeah. How they respond to that type of thing. Yeah. Because what if you get a raise and make more money than them? That also became a thing in my relationship sometimes. That was not a thing in mine. And it was so weird because I didn't realize that would actually be a thing. Yeah. And then I had a boyfriend t- like turn into such a weird controlling dick as soon as that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And like, honestly, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, I love my job. Yeah, you're just over there being fluffy Andy. Doing Andy stuff. Okay. So that was, uh, I said, is there anything you want to add? And you repeated yourself. So uh, is there anything that you want to say to our listeners about your life or um, one last piece of... This is a really difficult podcast. It's, it's hard. These this questions is, are hard. It is, it is. I don't see them the same way as you do. It's That's why I wanted to ask you because you're a dude. Of course mm-hmm. we wouldn't see them the same way. Man, it's a difficult... It's a difficult thing to do is answer these questions. Yeah. yeah, we definitely see them from different angles. Totally. But I see where you're coming from on a lot of them. I see where you are too. I think it's just, the key is just communication and understanding. That's just like a love match, right? Just a relationship? <laughs> well, it's just is life. Is that in, just the key to everything? It's just life in general. What's your best parenting advice? Communication. The fucking kid can't talk. <laughs> oh, bye bud. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them alive. Till they can communicate? Yeah. And then understand them? Yeah. <laughs> he's out of control right now. If I fell off a mountain... What mountain? That depends. Like, you could fall off a mountain, you'd be fine. You could fall off a mountain, you'd be dead. Like that one where almost killed me. Oh, that sucks. That was really scary. That was... That's that still, that still bothers me. Me too. Yeah. I almost walked off a cliff once and it would have been game over. If you were on your phone, you would walk the fuck off that cliff. Well, I was on the phone, thankfully. I know. Um, the... I don't like to think about it. Um, would you get remarried? How soon? Immediately. What? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, that's a tough one, man. I don't know. You didn't walk off a cliff. We're not in that situation. Do you don't like to fantasize about that a little bit? Just when you're real mad at me? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, that like that's a that's a hard example because I actually do think about that a lot. Like it that does fuck with me a bit, for sure. Yeah, be careful. That, that whole you're si- mountains, you know. Honestly, that whole situation fucks with me a bit because I could have walked off the cliff. You could have walked off that cliff, like. Yeah, it still bothers me. It do, it honestly does. Because we'd never been there before. No, and the trail was very clear, but it also had this like... It it wasn't very clear. No, it was. And then it it wide. And it looked like it did. each or forked. It looked like it, each, it had fingers. Each fork looked like they met back up. The one I took was a dead end off of a deadly cliff that was covered in brush. So you didn't know until I was about a foot away from it and I grabbed onto the tree beside me. Yeah. But I was about to walk off this. Like you yeah. had no idea that the end of this trail was coming and and that a lot of the reasons because we'd never been up there before well even if you had that would be an easy mistake but we wouldn't we know it now well yeah, yeah. but i mean even if you knew that area that it was very camouflaged it was it, and we were out we we weren't like we weren't following we were like taking photos over here and we we're yeah. like gallivanting around it was no honestly that that fucks with me still we both like paused at the same time and looked at each other and realized where i had just been yeah, it, it, and that was a non-survivable cliff. No, I oh, know. That was a tough one. It, it, yeah. Well, this was meant to be a lighthearted, fun podcast, and that was a sad ending, but I guess it's good to be always aware that, that shit can happen. Yeah. Okay. That, that was a bad example to bring up. If you could describe yourself in two words, our relationship in two words, and me in two words... What would they all be? This is how we're closing it up. First, Andy, in two words. Fluffy gainers. <laughs> you need to see a photo of me throwing a gainer to understand that. Fluffy ones? Oh, it's your hair. Okay. What's the, what's the next question? Me, in two words, which I'm pretty nervous about now. No, you had something before that. Let me think about you first. <laughs> Our relationship in two words. Oh, um... Happy turmoil. <laughs> to my eyelids, No way! I'm top! <laughs> <laughs> but it was going to be like, happy, happy and intolerable or something. Happy turmoil is the best. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You? Mm-hmm. The angry jester. What? Because <laughs> you're super, super happy and goofy, and then you just get angry. <laughs> the angry jester. <laughs> those are good. I just came up with those. Well, I don't know what a jester is. aren't packed out right <laughs> or the old lady tells you your kids running around <laughs> or if you make a mess <laughs> or if I make a mess all right that's fair I got a little of a 
Put a little of an attitude in there. Stuff a little away. All right, Andy. Well, thanks for this. It's <laughs> been 15 minutes. It's been a long garbage. time. No, that was good advice. Good. Goodbye. Okay,